Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar basketball already in a good place and headed to bigger and better things. National Letter of Intent Day, oh so good to the BYU program. BYU assistant basketball coach Tim Lacombe will be live in studio to assess the new basketball recruiting class and look ahead to a loaded schedule this season. Plus, know the foe, Cougar football hosting Idaho State on Senior Day, and the NCAA has a chance to do the right thing again. Let Jared Ward run. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, November 14th, BYU Sports Nation live and ready to go. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks, as always, for making us part of your day. What an incredibly busy time of year for BYU athletics across the board. We embrace it. Downright love it, but first, we remember former BYU football great and NFL All-Pro Todd Christensen the day after he passed away due to complications from surgery and a battle with cancer. Thoughts and prayers across BYU Sports Nation and across the sports world, for that matter, pouring in. Absolutely. Yesterday, uh, there was a tremendous outpouring of respect and uh, honor for Todd Christensen and his family. Uh, The Raiders... uh, had a nice post on their website about about him, and I, I liked one especially from Marcus Allen, Hall of Fame running back, uh, who said, Todd Christensen and I had a pregame routine where we always ran out and warmed up with each other. I'll always remember that. That was retweeted by the NFL. Sports Center tweeted about it. This was, this was a big deal for football fans across the country to honor and respect uh, the life and career of Todd Christensen. Yeah, Todd Christensen, 57 years young, passing away. We spoke with Lavelle Edwards, legendary BYU football coach yesterday, right here on BYU Sports Nation, uh, just moments after we found out initially about the passing of Todd, and uh, he shared some really great insight. I don't know if anybody has ever had, you know, it's left an imprint on a, on one university like like Todd has. And you can listen to that entire interview with Lavelle Edwards right now on BYURadio.org under the BYU Sports Nation tab. Uh, Just uh, what else do you say uh, that hasn't already been said about the guy over social media? And uh, Jeremy mentioned from the NFL and the Raiders and ESPN and CBS Sports and all of his good buddies uh, that were uh, involved with him so heavily in broadcasting football, life, uh, family. Our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the Christensen family as they deal with a very rough time. Hey, friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation every weekday, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, right here on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980. That show on demand every day on the newly launched BYURadio.org, or you can catch the rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern, on BYU Radio. That, of course, is how you listen, and we encourage you to join our conversation. Send all of your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation. Comment on our new Facebook page, and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Obviously, we know Todd Christensen's story is a major uh, storyline that has caught a lot of national buzz. Now we're asking you about some other storylines within BYU Sports Nation. We want you to tell us what you're most passionate about. Jerem. So the question is, what's the biggest storyline right now in BYU Sports Nation? BYU football faces Idaho State. The 2016-17 men's basketball team, referring to the signing class yesterday. Cross-country athlete Jared Ward's NCAA appeal. Weigh in on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Jerem. And on BYUTVSports.com. Don't sleep 
on Idaho State. I'm telling you, don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. Well, we'll get to we'll get to that. Get to some more of that in just in just a moment. (laughs) As always, include where you're sending your tweets in. We want to know. Uh, how our fans are joining us across BYU Sports Nation. Arise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Signed, sealed, and delivered in 2016. What a day for the BYU basketball program. National Letter of Intent Day. Bringing the goods into the Cougar basketball program and in some unexpected ways. Peyton Dastrup, top 100 guy on ESPN's recruiting board, initially committed to Ohio State verbally. Seven days ago. Seven days ago. It was it was official. Uh, Cougar Nation was like, yeah, okay, you know. A, a verbal commitment. We, we lose out on a really good player. A top 100. But, uh, an LDS kid. But then he decides to pull the plug on Ohio State and at the last moment signs with BYU. Incredible get for a program that's already got a loaded recruiting base. So Mesa, Arizona, is an extension of Utah, if you will. There's so many LDS people here. And he goes to Mountain View. You know, Do you know the two quarterbacks that went to Mountain View High School in Mesa? John Beck and Max Hall. And boom goes the dynamite. So Peyton Dastrup uh, decides to come here. I was a part of the, uh, I guess, recruitment, if you will, of Peyton Dastrup. When there's men's basketball guys and they come to the building, I'll help give them a tour of the building, get them familiar with what BYU Broadcasting has to offer. And then sometimes, you know, we'll show them a a presentation in Studio C and the basketball coaches will kind of be in there. So I get a chance to sit in there. And I really got the vibe that Peyton Dastrup liked BYU a lot and that BYU had a good chance. I was also part of this with Jabari Parker and whatnot. And Jabari knew what BYU had to offer. Didn't choose it, but BYU did their best with him. So Peyton Dastrup, I just got this great feeling that you know what? He know he understands what's at stake here. And he chose Ohio State and it surprised me a little bit. But when the tweets came out yesterday, in the middle of our show, in fact, I thought, you know what, this is a great get. And the funny thing about this is this is exciting for three years from now. The twenty sixteen seventeen season is when four of these five freshmen will actually play. They're going to go out on their missions first. I think I saw uh, at least 11 fist pumps from Jerem Jordan at that point. We couldn't officially <laughs> announce it, but uh, I think you did a jump kick. Um, a shit poopy from the music Ran man. around the studio, you know, uh, just to kind of I get kept, an idea. I kept my shirt on this time. Uh, <laughs> guys, that, guys that BYU signed. So let's talk about these guys for a sec. Tim Lacombe, one of the assistant coaches on the basketball team, we'll break it down with him. We'll talk about what happened with uh, Peyton Dastrup coming up in a little bit on the show. So Ryan Andrus, a 6'10", 220 forward from American Fork. This guy can ball. He's a 20-7 and seven guy. Peyton Dastrup, he's a top 100 guy, 18-11. and 11. He was recruited by Arizona, Arizona State, Florida, Ohio State, Virginia, Kansas, Utah State, and UCLA. Oh, and BYU. Yeah. TJ Haas, he committed like two and a half years ago. Uh, Tyler's younger brother, he's not like Tyler. He's a point. He's a six foot four point guard. He is fantastic. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do this year without Mika and Nick Emery, his buddies that he won a couple of titles with. I'll he's tell you what he's going to do. He's, he's still going to carry. He's it. still going to dominate. That's what he's going to do. Yes. Dalton Nixon, son of Kevin Nixon, uh, BYU great. Six seven two twenty forward. He can shoot it. He can post up. He's versatile. But can he make a fifty five foot buzzer beater to win a conference championship game? That's right. Kevin that's, Nixon. That's the real question. Ninety two UTEP is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Jake Toulson, 
Uh, not Andy's son, but I believe Andy Toulson's nephew, if I'm not... In the Toulson family, regardless. I might be mistaken on that. Another Arizona guy. Yep, 6'5 guard. And then you have two return missionaries. Jeff Chapman's kid, Jordan Chapman from Vancouver, Washington. I used to live in that city. I love that city. 6'4 guard. He was the Washington Player of the Year two years ago. He's in year two of his mission, so he'll come back and play next year. And then Isaac Nielsen, a 6'10 center, a shot blocker as well. You know what I'm seeing in all of this? Length. Tons of height. The shortest guy in this is six four. That's the. When has that happened at BYU? I mean, I mean, really. Three six ten guys of those seven. So of those seven guys that signed yesterday, and and let me bring this up. When you go on a mission, there comes a point. I I want to say it's eighteen months into your mission that you can go wherever you want. You're released because you've been away. So these return missionaries have to sign back with BYU. So a men's volleyball player like Ben Patch, first-team All-American, he's on his mission in Columbus, Ohio. He has to re-sign with BYU at uh, like the two-thirds point of his mission. So of these seven guys, three will play for BYU next year. Jordan Chapman and Isaac Nielsen, the return missionaries, and then Ryan Andrus is the one freshman that will come here. But I love this class. I'm really excited about it. We're talking about, okay, this is a little crazy. We're talking about Elite Eight, Final Four type talent. That BYU is going to have on its roster. Hey, don't laugh, BYU Sports Nation. I'm serious. I mean, this is this is legitimate. They they have enough talent if they can develop it within this program, and you're seeing signs of moving toward that now. And uh, I know it's early, but I mentioned a few weeks ago, Jerem, I feel as much excitement about this team and this program overall as I did when Jimmer Fredette was in control. Jimmer drove that ship. There were he had great supporting players, but I feel like this team with where they're going, is really complete. Uh, Tyler Haas, Matt Carlino, Kyle Collinsworth, Eric Mika, all of those guys can go off for 20 on any given night. BYU's roster in 2016-17 will be that times two. You're going to have twice the talent, which is amazing because you're right. This year's team is talented. They're already good. They're already good and only getting better. Topic two. Hey, don't sleep on Idaho State. Well, they, they still have the ability to beat Notre Dame, which would be a, a huge win if they're able to pull that off, a signature win for the season. The fact that they knocked off Texas in the fashion that they did early in the season is a huge jewel in the crown of this season. But to go to Notre Dame, and this is a Notre Dame team that still is dangerous, but it's a beatable team, that would be a good thing. Now, don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. Okay, wait, what? Well, okay. Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Analyst, a guy we love on Maddich Mondays, says BYU, while they're getting ready for Notre Dame, shouldn't overlook Idaho State. Okay, I, I, I get, I get why he says something like that. You know, go ahead, go ahead and take care of business against against the Bengals. But that's is, different than saying don't sleep on Idaho State. Is anybody? I mean, really, is anybody thinking? that Idaho State is going to come in here and beat BYU. Really? Like, seriously, is there a person outside of a delusional Idaho State Bengals fan, maybe someone on the coaching staff, that thinks we're going to go to Provo and beat BYU? That's me sleeping on Idaho State. (laughs) I'm going to take a great nap. I mean, oh... Trevor Maddich says 99.9% awesome, intriguing, fantastic stuff, but that one... I you know we what? have to give him a hard time by that one. Uh, yes, I will. 
<laughs> I bet he doesn't even I, realize he said that. I have overlooked Idaho State. <laughs> I overlooked Idaho State. Is that State. who BYU plays this week? <laughs> I don't even know. Is I just know Notre Dame's next week. <laughs> the day the day that game was announced, it was overlooked for me. You know, uh, let's go back to the very second uh, for that matter. This is the third bye week, right? It's ha- just a scrimmage. Yes. However, however, here's the thing. Within that game, there are a number of things that BYU fans should watch for and should get excited about. We'll get to more of that in just a moment. Here's BYU defensive coordinator Nick Howell with a little bit of that coach speak on Idaho State. Who knows what will happen? There's pl- I mean, Eastern Washington beat Oregon State, and I think these guys played Eastern Washington pretty well. Oregon State beat Utah, who beat us, and you tie it all together. You have to play a football game. Okay, look. Look, that's why they play the game. As much as Jeremy and I as analysts want to overlook Idaho State, and we admittedly do that, yes, you still need to show up and take care of business. That's, that's the wording that I would have chosen. Don't overlook Idaho I would have said, take care of business against Idaho State. And within that game, there are several things that I want to see from BYU. I want to see the offense get back on track. I want to see the offense dominate a team that is nowhere near the level of BYU. Put a number on it. Points. I want to see 60 points. I want to see 70. Okay. Uh, BYU scored 56 in 2011. Idaho State was better than they are now, and BYU was not as good as they are now. 56 to 3. I want to see 70. Baylor, the Bengals. Baylor, the Bengals. Do you get what I mean there? Yes. Put up a bunch of points. Style points. You got to do it. You pull out a Baylor card. You're not trying to rub it in Idaho State. You're trying to execute your offense at a high level. And if you do that, guess what? You score points. Score points. You're not trying to rub it in their face. You're just trying to play a great game. And like uh, Nikal said, let's get the backups some quality time. What's quality time? It's not two-yard gains in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's ripping off first downs and touchdowns. And we'll go to more of that right now. Coach Howell continuing on that line. Let's give BYU's players a chance to develop some more depth on this team. We have four games left. I want to find out who we can, you know, who are our go-to guys, you know, who we can trust just a little bit more, who can maybe provide just a little bit more depth the rest of the way because playing in practice and playing in a football game are two different things. And so if we can get some dudes in to get some experience, that'd be awesome. Here's why I love this game. You're going into a huge Notre Dame contest and you're not coming off a bye, Okay. I would prefer if we could have played Idaho State in between or Texas before, and before, Utah before yeah Texas in between Texas and Utah or before the Wisconsin game awesome because it allows you to stay fresh you still play a game and you can develop some of that depth rather than having to sit out another week so the fact that BYU has Idaho State before Notre Dame, I really like that a lot because you can hone some things you can still stay in the groove you can come off a disappointing loss in Madison. Figure some things out, get that confidence level back, and go and take care of business in South Bend. So there is value to the game. Yes. It's just, it's Idaho State, you know, so BYU should score a bunch of points. With that said, watch it live on BYU TV. The pregame starts at 2 Eastern, the game's at 3. It's our one live game a year, and we are ready. We're locked and loaded. You'll see some good stuff, again, on BYU TV, 1 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Kickoff. Countdown to kickoff starts, obviously, as Jerem said, 2 p.m. Eastern and noon on BYU TV Sports. Let's keep it rolling. Topic 3. Another NCAA whiff. If you haven't heard, BYU cross-country runner Jared Ward is not eligible to run this season, and we'll break down why that is, and here he is talking about his status right now with the NCAA as it pertains to his appeal and eligibility for 
this week. The news right now from the NCAA is that they are standing behind their original ruling. They're not reversing the, uh, the decision they made. But they have provided for a subcommittee for me to meet with, along with uh, the athletic directors and uh, coach, and uh, discuss with them um, to try to give our case uh, and hopefully get something overturned so I can race Friday. Okay, here's the backdrop. And all of this started uh, when Doug Robinson uh, sent out an article, I believe it was in Deseret News, and uh, it, it caught a ton of national buzz, national traction, because the NCAA, who has come under scrutiny for a number of questionable decisions, according to their, in many ways, outdated rule book, said, well, he came off his mission and he ran in a race that uh, it was competitive. And while it was a goofy race, it was still competitive, and that takes away a year of his eligibility. And so thus, the firestorm of media backlash begins and the public opinions start to roll. So, yeah, it's 2009. He's fresh off his mission. Jared Ward, it's a regional cross-country race. He went to watch his younger brother compete, and then he, he thought, just for fun, I'll jump in with some other people, coaches, parents, that also run in the race, right? So he, he, here's a quote from the article. I had to get in a workout that day anyway, so I thought I'd jump in the race. A lot of entrants tried to get a laugh out of the kids, so they wear costumes. I recall someone wearing a tuxedo and another guy in a bird suit and a monkey or gorilla costume. It's not uncommon. So then the NCAA, despite two appeals from BYU, denied him this uh, season, this season, his senior year. Come on, man. So because of the national backlash, and everyone's heard about this, this is kind of the third case that you mentioned. There's the Marine at Middle Tennessee that appealed and got to play football this year against BYU. After playing in a league across seas. Yeah. That's a competitive advantage if I ever saw one. Look at the guys playing against him. <laughs> then, the, then the Mormon kid in Georgia, who just got off his mission, played it in a Baptist league. It's not even an LDS church league, which starts with a prayer. But it wasn't even in that. <laughs> and, then, and now there's Jared Ward and this situation. So at, eight, at uh, what was it, 8 a.m. this morning, Jared Ward, Tom Homel, and Ed Eystone, the coach, were on a conference call with the NCAA to have a third appeal. A third appeal. You better believe they've, he's going to win. They've already had two. Keep in mind. They've already had two, and okay. he's been denied twice. He's going to get it. He's going to get the appeal, in my opinion. Why? The NCAA is going to get crushed if they don't. Yes. So what? So what's going to happen? He's going to be able to run in a race tomorrow. And he wants to. It's in Ogden. It's a huge meet. It's, it's the NCAA Mountain Regional. It's tomorrow. And if he runs in that and qualifies, he can help the fifth-ranked cross-country team maybe win a national title. They're fifth-ranked without, without one of the their, best guy. Without their top-tier guy. How good is that program? So we're waiting to hear today if Jared Ward wins the appeal. And we'll let you know about that just as soon as we do here on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up next, a huge signing day yesterday for BYU Hoops as we have gone in-depth on that. Well, we're going to get downright in-depth with assistant basketball coach Tim Lacombe in studio. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. If you like Cougar Athletics then this is the wild weekend of sports for you. Six different broadcasts in 
50 hours. How's that work, Jerem Jordan? It, 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 there's a lot of technicalities. I can't go into how that actually works right now. <laughs> Uh, live sports on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Into the studio now is one of the cogs in the BYU basketball program, assistant coach Tim Lacombe joining us. And Tim, my first question is this. When you found out that Peyton Dastrup had decommitted from Ohio State and was coming to BYU on a scale of one to rip your shirt off and run around in circles, how <laughs> excited were you? We were really excited. Uh, you know, Thursday... When Peyton made the decision uh, to go to Ohio State, we we kind of, uh, you know, that that's that's part of recruiting. It's a tough part of recruiting when a kid tells you no. We've been involved with Peyton for three years, and uh, so, like we always do when it, when a young man makes a decision, we obviously respect it and honor it and uh, wished him well. And and we were all pretty bummed um, after after he decided, uh, and you know. The good thing is we we try to always handle it with class because you never know how something will turn out down the road, and uh, it, it turned a lot faster than we thought it might. So uh, we were we were thrilled. I, I don't know about I, I I would spare my neighbors the tearing my shirt <laughs> off and running around. I'm not quite in that kind of shape. Mark, that's something Mark Pope would do. And I know what your neighbors. So I will I will confirm that. Yeah, I will, that's I will exactly right. That. So so yeah. It, no, it was but it was really really exciting when when it, when we got the news and. Uh, and then when the letter came in yesterday to confirm everything, it was terrific. Because that's that's the key there. When when Peyton Dastrup meets at his high school and he says, "I'm going to Ohio State," that's a verbal commitment. It's not until yesterday that he officially sends it in. So at that point, when he commits to another school, what's the timeline like in terms of? Do you reach out and say, "Hey, you know, we're disappointed, but you know, good luck"? And then when did you receive word uh, that we- he changed his mind? Coach Pope and I were actually sitting in the office uh, Thursday night, and we were listening to his announcement on a cell phone. Somebody had put a cell phone, and we were listening to it. And uh, so we were kind of getting – it was broken up. We weren't sure. Uh, Jake Toulson, who also signed with us yesterday, was at the the event. So he was kind of texting us play-by-play. And when the Ohio State thing came up, you know, we were all pretty bummed. But, you know, just set, sent him a text and said, hey, uh, obviously – made a decision you felt was best for you and we respect it and we're, we're bummed that it's not us but we wish you all the best and from that point on you know we didn't have we didn't reach out at all after after someone commits we kind of step away from it and uh i guess in the interim of him making that decision and, and yesterday he had just gone through a tough time in his own mind and his heart and he felt like maybe he made a decision based on hype and wasn't exactly sure that exactly what he wanted to do and i guess he had some conversations with his dad and the thing kind of turned so uh great for us and we're, we're we're thrilled about the whole thing what a time for the byu basketball program riding that wave of momentum after 112 points against stanford you have uh, a notable national letter of intent day you bring in some huge recruits how good is it to be uh, involved with cougar basketball right now I'll tell you what, it's it's great always to be involved with Cougar basketball, and the main reason is because of Coach Rose. Um, our job is pretty easy as recruiters because we, at other places, sometimes you got to kind of sweep things into the closet while you're recruiting a kid and not show them everything. With Coach Rose, we're an open book. We're a family. Um, he is not only one of the best coaches in the country, one of the best people in the country. So he makes our job really easy to go out and, and tell kids about what we do and, and how we do it and who we are and who's going to be coaching them. 
And so for us, it's, it's always a great time. Every morning we go in the office and spend time together as a staff. It's a great time. But coming off a, a great road win, and, and the biggest thing about the win was it was our first road win. Coach always talks to our guys about these blue jerseys we put on. They're really important because those are kind of big opportunities for us to go win away from the Marriott Center where we have all the crazy support at home. Um, we put the blue jerseys on, and the very first time we put them on, we played a really good team on the road, and we were able to get the win. Um, Coach Nash does a terrific job with our offense, and uh, and I think our guys this year have a real good feel for what we want to do. So to put 112 on the board to win the game, it, it was it was a great it was a great it's been a great couple of days, but uh, obviously it's a uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we're we're anxiously engaged in getting prepared for Mount Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's Friday, or as I've called them, Mount St. Mary's, in an attempt to sell this game a little more. <laughs> Saturday is Colorado Mesa. Both are on BYU TV. Uh, we we want to break down these recruits in a moment, but uh, as the season has begun, I do want to ask you: Is there any difference, uh, and or how is uh, Dave Rose's health? given what happened in the offseason with surgery there again? His health is great. He, he's feeling really well. Um, the biggest part of, of his recovery from this surgery was uh, just the incision and the pain and kind of the uncomfort, uncomfort from that or discomfort from that. Um, but he's doing great. His, uh, his mind's never been better in terms of uh, his approach. He's very, very confident, very loose with our guys, um, and, you know, he still can ramp it up and get their attention. But I think our guys have a real sense that um, every opportunity he has to be on the floor, he values. And um, not that that was something that he'd forgotten in between these two surgeries, but uh, I think it's probably just really fresh on his mind that we're all blessed to do what we do every day. And um, and so he's he's really, really enjoying it, and he's doing a heck of a job with our guys right now. Tim Lacombe, assistant basketball coach, uh, joining BYU Sports Nation. And, Coach, let's uh, get to that National Letter of Intent breakdown. Uh, we'll start with uh, Ryan Andrus uh, from American Fork High School. What do you think? Ryan is a, uh, is a big, big kid, a uh, big, strong kid. He's really developed his body. We started watching him. I remember my, the first time I watched him, he just finished uh, his ninth grade year. We were out in Vegas and walked into the gym, didn't know a whole lot about him, watched him play for a minute. I had the opportunity to work at, at Utah with Coach Majerus, and in my mind, I kind of like this guy's got kind of like a baby Doliac a little bit. Mm, um, I like that. He's he's really skilled. He's really strong. He's got a great sense for the game. He he can get a, a low post catch at any time because of his strength. He can score with his back back to the basket. He can score uh, facing up, and he's a great passer out of the post. Um, Ryan's biggest adjustment will probably be running the floor uh, the way we run the floor. Um, and that's the thing we've kind of challenged him to really work on this year is is make sure that his pace and running the floor is um, is really really important to him. He gets a lot of easy baskets in transition this year. Those will be the things that he'll he'll need to work on. But really big, really skilled, has a great IQ for the game. T.J. Haas. T.J. Haas. Uh, interesting is interesting thing about T.J. We first time I I got to watch him play. He was at a, our team camp, and he was in the seventh grade. And they were beating a team so bad at Lone Peak that Quincy put him in the varsity game as a seventh grader. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it was on the Smithfield House main floor. And I'll, I'll never forget, he, he first pass he got, he was about three feet behind the three, and he let it fly. 
and it was way high in the air, and he hit nothing but net, and he started talking smack to the dude that was guarding him <laughs> down the floor <laughs> as a seventh grader. Now, we knew we'd be in, involved because of Tyler, but, um, man, has he really improved his game. Way different player than Ty. He does a lot more off the dribble. He's probably a little more crafty and clever. Um, there's some pretty good YouTube stuff out there of him in summer ball that uh, people really comment on. But uh, he's got the ability to play th- three different positions. He can play the, with the ball in his hand at the point. He can play off the ball. He's a great scorer, and he's got a, a real burst to him. And uh, he's he's an elite scorer, TJ is, and he's going to be he's going to be phenomenal in our attacking system. TJ Haas, 6'4", 170 out of Lone Peak High School. Now we move to Dalton Nixon, and I asked Jeremy this earlier. During the recruitment process, did you say, okay, Dalton, uh, this is a deal-breaker. Can you hit a 55-footer <laughs> to win a conference championship game? Because if you can't, then I don't think we're going to be able to do this. Well, did that come up at any point in the discussion? <laughs> well, I, I think he probably can because he, he's a scorer. I, that's what I would call Dalton Nixon, a scorer. And he can score from all sorts of places on the floor. A thing that we've been most impressed about, Dalton started coming to our practice with Kevin when he's in the 7th and 8th grade. Okay, They'd come to practice and we'd watch kind of how he started to develop size-wise. Then we were able to go out and watch him play. And the thing I loved about what Dalton did is he improved his body tremendously. He's he's really, really fit, strong, worked in the weight room big time. So with that coupled with his ability to score the ball. But this summer, he on his AAU team, he actually was the post guy. He played with Burkott Chapman, who signed at Utah. But Dalton ended up playing the five for that team. So again, a guy who's pretty versatile, play can guard the three, can guard the four, can guard the five, but can score from all over the floor and is a great passer, has a great feel for the game. So again, when you when you go out and watch kids play, you're trying to look for a natural fit. You know, will they fit at BYU? Can they go to school here? Do they will they will they be able to do the school thing? Will they be able to do the the cultural thing? And then obviously can they score the basketball? That's a huge part of it and Dalton can do all that. How about Jake Toulson? Uh Jake is a Jake is a very, very, again, very versatile player. Uh, best thing Jake probably does is score as well. Um, had some huge games. I think he had 50 in an AAU game last season, 50. I don't think I scored 50 in uh, probably from the time I was in YBA all the way up to, <laughs> you know, before it was junior jazz, YBA all the way up to, to my senior year. You were a defensive specialist coach. No, I, I, I was not. <laughs> I have really bad feet. And, um, but, but Jake is a, uh, Jake is a great scorer. And again, a guy who can understand how to play his, his, uh, basketball understanding. He plays the point for his team at times in, in, uh, in Gilbert. Um, and he played on a great AAU team this summer that had several guys sign a national letter of intents at different schools. But Jake is just a, I would call him a, a really skilled score that understands where the ball should go um, and he's got a, a little bit of a uh, chip on his shoulder all the time he plays with a little bit of attitude which I love I, that I, I love abs- it so much absolutely love so Jake will be Jake will be phenomenal here okay now we get to the returned missionaries uh, Jordan Chapman the son of Jeff Chapman and Jeff is very heavily engaged in, in BYU basketball and uh, really like a, a loyal Cougar number one fan What's what's the dynamic of having Jordan come to the program with Jeff as his dad? 
Well, Jeff, Jeff's Jeff been un, unreal in his support. He was at our game against Weber State the other night, and I'll, I walk out and he's at our game at Stanford. Um, just a terrific guy. He's always been a huge Cougar. Had a great experience playing here. Um, joined the Mormon Church while he was here, so he's been really, really a big advocate for BYU. And we were thrilled that his son was a great player because uh, – you know, Jordan, Jordan again, is, is a guy that can play probably three positions. His natural position is, is with the ball in his hands, but he can really shoot the ball. And he's a big, strong, 6'6", big physical kid that can really guard. Um, so I think what you're seeing is we're going to be able to put a lot of guys on the floor that are going to be hard to guard. And um, that's, that's when we're pretty good. When every guy's an option, when every guy can shoot, pass, and dribble, uh, can guard and can rebound, those – those things fit really well, and Jordan will just be another great piece to the puzzle. And the other return missionary, Isaac Nielsen, six ten center. Isaac is a is a big, long. Uh, he, I think he's six ten uh, measured before his mission with a seven four wingspan. And he, I, I remember the first time I watched him play in the AAU game. He probably had four or five blocks in the first half. He's got a great feel for some when somebody's shooting at the release point. He can attack whether he's on the ball or off the ball. He's a great. Uh, shot blocker. He became a way better scorer his senior year. Um, some people might have looked at him in high school and maybe called him a project, but we're always kind of trying to see where these kids are going to be when they get home from a mission. This kid's going to be 21 years old. He's going to have a ton of experience in life and uh, gone gone through some adversity. Uh, we really like his mindset. He scrimmaged against us. Uh, he came to summer school his before his mission and our team was getting ready to go to Greece on an international tour. So we put an alumni team together with Lee Kamard and Trent Playstead, and we had Isaac play with them. And in that alumni game, uh, we played against ourselves. Uh, Isaac had 30 points in the game. Whoa. So um, we, we, were, we were very, very pleased with him in the few months he's been here. Now, I don't, don't want anybody to expect him to get 30 points a game. <laughs> but the fact that he did get 30 and uh, – and has a really good feel. I think he'll be a great rim protector for us on defense, which is something that I think Eric's kind of been this year, uh, maybe even more so than Brandon was. But th- it'll just be nice to have some length and some size and a g- another guy that can score the ball. There's a big emphasis uh, within BYU Sports Nation to really compete at that upper-tier national level. Bronco Mendenhall has made it very clear, look, at some point we want to get to the to the place where we're competing uh, in the top 10 on a, na- on a yearly basis and compete for national championships. Certainly it seems like Dave Rose has uh, taken on his own mantra and that that right. And you have a great basketball team now, but with this recruiting class, is, is the Final Four and the, the Elite Eights uh, hopefully in the near future? What do you think, Coach? Well, as competitors, that's, that's always something you want to do. But I think that you have to – you can't lose track of what you what you really need to do. And our goal every year is to win our league. We haven't done that yet in this WCC, and it's kind of got us right now. So we're working really hard to do that. That's the first step. Uh, the second goal we have as a team every year is to get in the tournament. Uh, we want to we want to get in the tournament and not just get there. We want to advance. Um, so those two things, obviously, if you get to the tournament and you advance in the tournament, good things can happen. The thing I love about what we're putting together uh, is the depth at every position. I think um, the team that uh, that we got to the Sweet 16 with – the one thing we lacked was maybe one or two guys to help get us over the hump. We we had obviously the player of the year in Jimmer. We had great players, Jackson, Emery, 
Um, you know, Brandon Davies went through his suspension that year, so we didn't have him. We had guys step up. But to be able to have maybe two or three guys at every position that you feel comfortable putting in the game, and I think you saw that in the Stanford game when we got in foul trouble in the first half. We were able to go to a guy like Skylar Halford, a guy like Frank Bartley, who came in. Um, Luke Worthington came in in huge minutes, and was, were able, they were able to keep us in a good spot in the game. Uh, for us to be able to reach our goals of getting to the tournament, advancing in the tournament, and talking about things that you're talking about, um, as far as getting you know to an elite level, the depth is a huge deal, and I feel like uh, that's what Coach Rose has been able to get with this recruiting class is we're adding really, really valuable depth. Now, who's going to be the guys on all those teams? That's that's to be determined. We don't promise anybody anything other than an opportunity to have a scholarship and come play. They'll work all that out. But um, the type of kids we get, the character kids we get, the depth is is going to be key. And I, I think everybody can be really excited about the depth that we're building. It's clear that this team likes to have a good time off the court. A lot of jokesters, uh, a lot of laughs. Uh, but when game time comes, they get into the mode, and like any good team will do. But with that backdrop, how much credit do you give to the lip-syncing factor for BYU's early season success? Well, I know that's been a real controversial subject. <laughs> uh, I've had a, I've had fans tell me that you know we're ridiculous for letting our guys do that, and then I've had people say it's genius that everybody's talking about it. Um, you know, we have a lot of faith in in Bill Hoops, our marketing guy. Bill does a terrific job, and uh, I don't know that as a staff, if we would have sat in around in a room, that's what we would have come up with. But it is it is a fun campaign. I think that people have have had an opinion on it, whether good or bad, but it's being talked about. And if it's being talked about, BYU basketball is being talked about. And I think that the win we had the other night, if we can string together wins, we have opportunities to get more of these big wins, then the lip-syncing thing just be kind of <laughs> becomes a side topic that is interesting to talk about. And so uh, – no, I, our guys really like each other. Our locker room is a great place. And I credit – one of the things I credit that to is the new guys we've brought in, um, the old guys who have accepted them, the guys, the veterans that have been here have, that have accepted them. But a key cog to this thing I, we haven't talked about um, much because he's redshirting this year is Chase Fisher. Chase came here from Wake Forest. Um, he's from West Virginia. He's got a southern accent. Chase Fisher. He's hilarious. And, <laughs> I mean, I'd hang with Chase Fisher any day of the week. He's been on the show. Here. Okay. We love him. Okay, we perfect. Him. But Chase is, Chase is – he's kind of brought a a level of uh, – we're a little bit more jovial group. and But, like you said, when it's time to perform, our practices are competitive. We go after each other. You know, we try to pull guys away from each other at times because we get into it that much. But when we hit the locker room, we we go, you know, we're we're traveling, whatever. Uh, everything's in play, you know. There's a lot of messing around going on, and that's that makes it fun. So when you sign guys like those five out of high school and four go on missions, you're talking about their freshman year being the 2016-17 season. You're talking about their senior years being the 1920 season. How do you guys manage all of this it's i imagine this is the hardest coaching job in america to recruit at byu well coach rose is the master of that um he spends so much of his time figuring out uh what how our our team's going to be put together and the one thing i i always refer to is growing up i always hated math and i hated trying to do story problems and i hated and i'm i always remember telling my mom this, i'm never going to try to figure out <laughs> how many bushels of cherries you got to carry to the market you know um <laughs> But but in a sense, that's what we do, and it's what Coach does, and he's really good at it. Uh, he's 
he, he's got a vision for it. He knows exactly how to push the buttons and, and, and pull the levers, and he's, he's unbelievable. And I give him all the credit. We just go out and try to find the very best players we can. We have Coach watch him. He gets a feel for guys. Um, our, like I said, our job's fairly easy. Coach has got the hard job, and, again, he's the master of it. So, yeah, I think we have guys out on our list right now to 2021 or something like that, which I don't think anybody in the country has. But you guys talk about Peyton. I think one of the things that we really sold Peyton on is when he was here on his visit, we were able to, to throw up on the the presentation exactly who he's going to be playing with. And we almost had every roster spot full for when he's going to be here. And when he went to other places, there was a lot of uncertainty. He wasn't sure exactly who he's going to play with. We, we could show him who he's going to play with and how good we can be. And um, so credit to all, all this credit, all the credit that we're having, all the success we're having to go as the coach. Um, but uh, I think that's been one of the things that's really helped us. All right, Coach, wrapping up. We've got like about 30 seconds, but I, I did want you to address something quickly coming in on Twitter from at Sam Sop. He loved your recruit breakdown. He wants to know if any of the high school recruits will play, will see any court time next year. Yeah, Ryan Andrus is going to play next year. Uh, Ryan will play next year, and it will really help us uh, because we're planning on Eric playing this year and then going on a mission. So with Isaac and, um, and Ryan coming in and then uh, Luke Worthington still in the program, Nate Austin still in the program, Josh Sharp still in the program. We'll we'll have still have a really formidable front line. So that was part of the way that it fit for Ryan was to come play first, and he was great with that. It was kind of uh, you know the decision eighteen year old uh, age change of missions kind of threw us for a loop for a little bit. We were able to figure out so Ryan will be, Ryan will be here. Tim Lacombe, BYU assistant coach, uh, very respected and uh, a program that's on the up and up. We thank you for the time, my friend. I appreciate you guys having me in. All right, up next, what do you know about the Bengals of Idaho State? How about Pocatello? Your knowledge will be tested next as we get you ready for the game on Saturday. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. As Nate Austin just mentioned, this is BYU Radio. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. Tonight, women's volleyball kicks off the BYU TV, BYU Radio Wild Weekend of Sports. Five, make it six, live games in 50 hours, including women's volleyball tonight, women's soccer and men's basketball tomorrow, football, uh, and then men and women's basketball on Saturday. Log on to BYUTVSports.com. For more details. It's going to be crazy. And guess what? Spencer Linton is involved in five of those six. Just the way I like it, man. Keep it rolling, baby. Game notes galore. <laughs> I feel like I've read so many books, and it's all just been game notes. You you know so much information that you never thought you, or would want to ever know about. Idaho State football, Gonzaga women's volleyball, Weber. You have an NCAA tournament women's soccer game to call How Weber cool. State How women's cool soccer. That? NCAA tournament Friday, 5 p.m. Uh, Mountain, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Okay, and that's a perfect segue, Jerem, to uh, understanding things about the teams that BYU will match up with. Specifically, we're talking about BYU and Idaho State football right now. It's Know the Foe. Cue the music, Aaron. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Oh, yeah. Sort of. I'm, I'm feeling the groove. I'm, feel, I'm moving my shoulders. I'm feeling the groove, Jerem. Idaho State University, founded 
when, Jerem? You just have you're not multiple choice. Just nope, straight just up. Founded when? I don't know. Nineteen twenty-four. Twenty-three years off. Nineteen oh one. That was that's my toughest question. I that's, started. I usually I start easy. I started with the toughest. One. That's great. What's the <laughs> Idaho State University motto? Is it "Step Ahead"? The truth will set you free. <laughs> Research, service, teaching. Or we aren't Boise State, but we're still cool. <laughs> as much as I want to go with the last one, I'm going to go with C. Wrong. It's the truth will set you oh! free. Oh! Wow, okay. So we're both over oh, one. Okay, I'm going to give you an easy one. School colors. Oh, uh, was it orange, black, white? Black and orange. Close enough. It's not black and yellow. Black and orange, black and what's, orange. What's the name of the mascot? Is it Barney? Is it Benny? Is it Bofer? Or is it Brian? That would be Benny the Bengal. That's correct. Okay. Good. We're rolling now. Uh, it's in Pocatello. We all know that Taysom Hill is from Pocatello, but can you name the high school that Taysom Hill went to in Pocatello? Highland. Oh, nicely done. Dude, bring it, man. Nicely done. Merrill Hodge was recently ran- uh, an Idaho State alum, alumnus. He was uh, recently ranked on a list for greatest Big Sky Conference athletes of all time. What number was he? Was he 8, 15, 26, or 34? Oh, man. He was 33 in the NFL. Uh, 15. 34. There have been 33 guys greater than Merrill Hodge in the Big Sky. Are you serious? Really? Wow. That is impressive. Okay. He works for ESPN. He's an analyst. NFL analyst. Here we go. True or false? At one point, Idaho State University was called the Academy of Idaho. Ooh, I did see something where they were the <laughs> University of Idaho Southern Branch. I'm going to say no. It's true. Oh, they were the it. Academy of Idaho at one point. Okay, last one. I've already named one alumnus. I want you to name two more alumni from Idaho State. Anybody. I only know I only know two, so if you don't if you just oh, make no. them up, I won't know. Oh no. Okay, uh, there's a popular defensive lineman in the NFL that went to Idaho State. <laughs> Plays for the Vikings. Mullet. Jared Allen. Yes. And then there's one locally in Utah that is a broadcaster, a famous broadcaster. Went to Idaho State? He was an ABA all-star. I'm losing all credibility with Pocatello, Idaho right now. The Utah Jazz radio analyst. Which uh, Ron Boone? Ron Boone went to Ron Idaho State. Ron Boone went to Idaho State? Believe it. Oh, that is awesome. I, I, I love the music Listen, so you, much. you got to bring this, man. I'm throwing, I'm throwing cheese. You got to bring it. <laughs> that was well thought out. Well thought out. Coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Rugby in the spotlight. All we right. bring in one of their stars to announce the new great schedule. And the Cougar Whip Round. Lots of stuff going on. A wild weekend of sports. Stay with us. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's Volleyball. Tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, the 24th-ranked women's volleyball team hosts Gonzaga at 9 Eastern. BYU has three matches left in the regular season and is tied with San Diego for the WCC lead. Soccer. Tomorrow, 7 Eastern, the 19th-ranked women's soccer team hosting Weber State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Watch it live on BYU TV, and exclusive. Rugby. You better believe it. After BYU's third national championship last season, the Cougars are announcing their 2014 schedule today on BYU Sports Nation. 
We welcome Junior Locke, flanker, and just a good dude that played on a flag football intramural team with me to be Sports Nation. Kyle Sumption, what is up? Just happy to be here. So, Kyle, uh, national championship, the third for the program, back to back. Uh, you know, for the Cougars, uh, 2014 schedule. It looks good. What what sticks out to you uh, on the schedule this year? Um, I think first and foremost, I think we're really excited to have University of Utah back in the mix. Wasatch Cup. Yeah, real excited for that. Uh, that's always a good game. Fans love to come out to that as well. We also have the rugby premiership men's club team coming in out of. Uh, I think there's Glendale and San Francisco. Yeah, right? San Francisco Golden Gate, who won it last year. So that'll be a incredible match. Um, so those are essentially pros that won a league, and then they come and play the national champs for college, right? Yeah, so it's the top men's team against the top collegiate team. Fantastic. And then I, I noticed April, uh, so the, the Wasatch Cup's April 4th in Provo. Uh, that game that you mentioned against San Francisco, the Champions Challenge, is March 29th. Uh, and then I noticed the next week, April 12th, at Arizona State, the Rugby Bowl. What's that? Yeah, just something they just instituted this year. Um, real fortunate, Arizona invited us to go play them. I'm not really sure how all the details on it, but I know we'll be playing in a big stadium. Um, someone's sponsoring us, so it'll be a pretty, pretty awesome event. Is that at the uh, where Arizona State plays football? I believe Sun so, Devil, yeah. Sun Devil Stadium. Nice, yeah. Sun Devil Stadium. That's right. That's fantastic. Uh, other other games of note is that the, the semifinals for the Varsity Cup will be held at Southfield, so that's good. And then May 3rd, the title game is at Rio Tinto, home of Rail Salt Lake in Santa Utah. Yeah, fantastic. You'll and, be on NBC Sports Network, so some national... Uh, Notoriety right there as well for potentially the BYU program, assuming things go as planned this season. That's right, yeah, which we're all hoping for. So. <laughs> in 2009, you were a freshman. You you beat Cal with the national title. Uh, what kind of growth have you seen with the BYU rugby program since then to this year where you could be live on national TV? Um, it's amazing to see the growth in America with rugby. You know, it's become a lot more popular. People actually know what rugby is. And it's fun, you know, be able to... You know, say that you play rugby and where people actually are aware of what it is nowadays. And Kyle. people know Paul Lasique. Yes. They know him on the football team now, so that helps. Absolutely. Kyle, do you want to get involved in uh, football at any point? Has Paul, um, has Paul talked to you about that? <laughs> no, he hasn't, but I, I love rugby and I, I love being there, so I'm very happy with that. You played with the USA national team last week against the Maori All Blacks. What was the significance of that in, in given the, the grand scope of rugby and, and that experience for you? Um, well... In the grand scope of rugby, I mean, that was pretty incredible. Just sold out, sold out stadium in Philadelphia. So, you know, that does show that's growing in the U.S. as well. Um, for me as a player, you know, it's anytime you can play for your national team, it's just an honor. So it was a pretty great experience for me as well. And that's not a junior national team or anything. No. That is the senior men's national team that Kyle Sumption played for last week. So way to represent uh, BYU Blue and the Red, White, and Blue as well. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you so much. Kyle Sumption from BYU Rugby. If you want to see the entire schedule, go to BYURugby.com. Rugby in person is awesome. I mean, I'm just, I, I was skeptical the first time I went to a match because I, like, I didn't really understand the game. But when you go and you see what's going on, man, those dudes are out there to play. It is, it's fantastic. Yeah, you you just need to learn some of the game and then you love it. I I had to learn the game because we did a few games on TV a couple years ago. Lived with some of the guys actually. Got to know Kyle, uh, which was fun. And so I love rugby. Rugby's fantastic. Absolutely love it. All right, tomorrow on uh, BYU Sports Nation. Obviously, it is the day before game day. We'll give you some more final notes on. Uh, Idaho State, BYU, and we'll do the Friday Five. And it's game day for women's soccer and men's basketball against St. Mary's. 
<laughs> Let's give you the final poll results. What's the biggest storyline right now in BYU Sports Nation? The winner, the 2016-17 men's basketball team. 75%. That dominated. Well, I mean, how, do you, how do you argue against that national letter of intent day? That was crazy. Peyton Dastrup decommitting and coming to BYU. Uh, just one of a number of really prestigious recruits. BYU's recruiting class ranked number 31, I think, according you said to, to Rivals.com, Jerem. Yeah, I saw one listed there, which, honestly, who cares? Uh, in 2016-17, just get these guys on the court and let's go. All right, our rise and shout goes to assistant coach Tim Lacombe for coming into in the studio and uh, giving us a breakdown of those recruits. Very quickly, we move to Twitter. Some of that conversation asking what is the biggest situation within BYU Sports Nation right now. This comes from at SkyDiz. Basketball is big right now, but the Ward situation, the Jared Ward cross-country situation, is more important. Hashtag justice for Jared. Again, if uh, the show's wrapping up here, but uh, just follow social media and uh, see what the ruling is today. The NSA will rule today on that. Uh, at CVD6262, he said, The biggest story in BYU Sports Nation, the passing of a legend. R.I.P. Todd Christensen. Absolutely. And this from at Laser Sheep, big fan of the show. He asks, does Mount St. Mary's have any Australians that BYU needs to worry about? Hashtag no deli, as in no Matthew Delavadega. <laughs> At RK Wholesale, he said, yesterday it was uh, BB signees. Today it's Jared Ward who, get, who got 10 minutes to state his case in the teleconference with the NCAA. All right, I had one more coming in to me on Twitter. It's, it's from At Little Willis One. Wanted us to ask Coach Lacombe if he saw a heart sock on the bench the other night. Noah, his brother, was that was that Jacob Hartsock on the bench? Uh, no, because he's on his mission. Exactly. So Noah. Okay. So Noah. It was Noah. It's Noah. Who Noah's was an assistant? A, Noah's a grad assistant. Yeah. This is the first time that the men's team has done this. So you did see a Hartsock, and it was Noah, not his. Not brother. to be confused with Noah Hartstock, who sometimes <laughs> may, was on the court with this Brandon Davis guy as well. Uh, two of the greats in BYU basketball history: Hartstock and Davis. And as one child uh, told me one time, Jim Murfredette. He thought his first name, this kid thought his Jimmer's first name was Jim, and his last name was Murfredette. Oh, Jim Murfredette. <laughs> That's like Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yes. Where BYU's going to play next year. Bring it. <laughs> BYU-Idaho State on BYU TV. Watch the Cougars go nuts on offense. I'm calling it. 60 plus. How about 70. Big thanks to our guests, Tim Lacombe, Kyle Sumption, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller and Spencer King, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Tonight, the wild weekend of BYU sports kicks off 24th-ranked women's volleyball against Gonzaga 9 Eastern. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at byuradio.org. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. You've just listened to BYU Sports Nation. I don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. <laughs>